What's up, guys? Max here, back with another episode of The Scuttlebutt Show, and today's episode is going to be super legit. I hope you guys are ready for a fantastic Scuttlebutt Show, because we've got news out of the Space Force, out of the space, out of the Army, from all over the place. The whole DOD, we're talking the whole DOD today. We got crazy, crazy stories to cover today, and I can't wait to get to it. I want to tell you guys, yesterday was a little bit of an embarrassment, a little bit awkward for me. I accidentally uploaded the wrong video to YouTube. So if you guys have already seen a Harlem Hellfighters video, I hope you guys get a chance to. I hope you guys know who the Harlem Hellfighters are. Part of a series of videos I released about the uh, the new game Beyond the Wire, which we're probably going to stream today after the show. I want to say what's up to everybody in the chat. Illiterate Brian, dude, the production value on your show is wild. Nice work. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Nuggets, welcome to the chat. Always a pleasure to have you here. So I uploaded, so I was making the Harlem Hellfighters video yesterday and I downloaded a a royalty a, a royalty free Creative Commons video from online that had footage of the Harlem Hellfighters and I used some clips of that in my video and then I uploaded the video I downloaded from the internet as my own and published it. Uh, awkward moment for sure. A little mistake. Luckily that video was not, you know, it's not copyright. It wasn't owned by anybody. It was at public, uh, video made by the military, made by the army. So it was fine. It was all good, but it was just a little slip up. So my actual Harlem Hellfighters video, what I wanted to talk about, about the Harlem Hellfighters is up there now on YouTube. So you guys can check that out. Um, hope everybody had a great weekend. It's Monday out here in Okinawa, Japan, and we're having a good time. Like I said, welcome to everybody in the chat. Today's show is going to be crazy. We have a lot of stories and, uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks everybody for the support. We got two new patrons over the weekend and I hope that uh, they're both doing great. You'll see them at the end of the show today on the, uh, the when the credits roll. But without wasting another minute of your time, because we don't have too many stories to get to today, but every story is kind of fun. So without wasting any more time, let's get right over into DOD drops mask requirement for fully vaccinated troops and staff. So this is pretty wild. This is pretty wild. Uh, upon the news that the CDC was recommending that you don't have to have your uh, mask on anymore if you're fully vaccinated. By the way, Nuggets got his first vaccination shot. Good job, Nuggets. Hope you're doing well with that. Everyone says it's the second one that causes him problems. I didn't have any problems with either of mine. I'm fully vaxxed now, so I guess I can go out and you know live my life any way I see fit. But the Defense Department on Thursday lifted its mandate requiring staff and service members to wear masks following new coronavirus guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. So um, I haven't noticed that, though, to be honest. I've been out here on base, hanging out, doing my thing, and I, to, to be totally honest with you, have not noticed um, anything changing. So everything's still the same to me. I've, I've had my mask on. Everyone's got their mask on. There's no end in sight for us out here in Japan. So I'm hoping that that does become a thing soon because I just want so bad. You know, I'm not, I'm not anti-max mask. I'm none of that. That, That's not me and not what I'm into, but I will say I cannot wait for the day that I can walk back into the gym and take a big breath of BO. I just want, I just want to smell that BO so bad that those feet those armpits, I just, that sweat, I just want to smell it so bad because right now I walk into the gym in my mask, I'm exercising, I take a deep breath, I get a face full of mask and I don't like that too much and I, you guys know I like to go hit the gym and just, I just want to be able to breathe free in there, you know, is that too much to ask with my mask? So I'm hoping that that ends soon. The move was announced after federal health officials lifted mask mandates for all fully vaccinated Americans. It follows a year of troops having to wear masks during both typical office work and physically demanding training events. 
Kaiser, what's up? Kaiser giving me a wow. I'm not sure why. Probably my bad jokes. Pentagon officials have said they will not require service members to get the vaccine as long as it is being administered under an emergency use authorization. Now, we've covered that in a story before. The the vaccination mandation for the military is... Uh, it's, it's dependent on whether or not it gets full FDA approval and not emergency authorization. So the military cannot make anybody get a vaccine. It's not FDA approved. The DOD has 291,000 cases of COVID-19 amongst personnel, including 192,000 service members, 4,000 have been hospitalized. 26 have died. Biden set a goal of at least 70% of Americans receiving at least one vaccine dose and returning to the relative normalcy by Independence Day. Thursday's announcement marks the most sweeping easing of pandemic restrictions in a year. However, some states and municipalities are remaining under strict rules. When I get my mask off, I'm going to be going straight up. Super Saiyan. That's right. I'm going to be going straight up Super Saiyan on the not having to wear a mask thing. I'm pretty excited about that. If you guys are excited about the opportunity to not have to wear a mask, let me know in the comments. I'm curious to see what you think. And if you, uh, if you are just adjusting the stream here, if you are, uh, vaccinated. Let me know how that experience was for you. How was that second shot? Because everyone says it was the second shot, but I didn't have too much of a problem to be totally honest. So let's see, we've got a uh, Kaiser clear. Kaiser says wants a full face of musk. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the sweet smell of urine in the air again and overused deodorant in the locker room. There's nothing more offensive. One of the biggest gym sins in the world, in my opinion, is showing up to the gym covered in Axe body spray. I mean, I just, if you show up in a gym covered in Axe body spray, please depart immediately. Like that is, so, I'd rather get COVID than get a, a face full of uh, Axe body spray at the gym, like in the gym, not in the, in the locker room, in the gym. What's up, Chris in the chat? Second shot wasn't good, but wasn't too bad. Kaiser, I'm vaccinated and it made my arm hurt. Yeah, I didn't have any reaction to the second shot. My wife did not either. We were both fine after getting her second shots. I had the, I had the feeling that you get the day before you might be thinking that you're getting a cold. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like you're going to get a cold tomorrow, you think, but today it's like, you're all good. So that's how I felt after my second shot, but I pretty much felt okay. Let's see. We've got uh, nugget says, bro, imagine that sin, but 10 X work that's sent, but 10 X worse in the locker room. Yes. Chicks did the ax. Larry, what's up? Everyone, everyone was on the ax when I, when I was on the ship. Okay. When I was a junior sailor in the Navy, it was 2004. This was Axe prime time. Like this was Axe popped collars, Abercrombie and Fitch. If you could afford it, Aqua de Gio was smelling pretty good at the time. And, and it was all about the scent. Like you, you, you could, you could smell good with Axe. It was still acceptable to wear Axe, but you could abuse it with great power comes great responsibility. And Axe gave everybody the great power to smell nice. They, it was their responsibility to moderate their scent, and people just had no control over it. People had no control over their scent at all whatsoever. Um, let's see. What do we got going on in the chat here? Raju says, how many CrossFitters know how to do pull-ups? 100% of them, Raju. 100% of them do. I am, I am a staunch defender of CrossFit. I got the Johnson Johnson shot uh, one-timer and worked out the same day. Nice, Larry. That's good. I, I wanted The one-time would have been good. Coffin like mustard gas with axe. Yes, for sure. So... Both shots and different arms should not matter, Kaiser. That should have no factor whatsoever. Um, this is not this is not show related. Before we get to the next story, because pretty much from here on out, every story is a, a straight up crazy story. Let's see. I'm going to shift the way we're going to. We'll talk about some criminal stuff next. But 
I don't know if you guys are interested in this. This is not sponsored. This show has no sponsors. This show is completely independent. But I do want to let you guys know every time I have something cool that I think you guys might enjoy, I always want to share it with you. The best water bottle, okay? I don't know about you guys. I've always been like not totally satisfied with water bottles. You go out, you buy like a Yeti or something like that, some nice water bottle. It's like lacking in some ways, even though a water bottle should be a simple thing. The Amazon Basics water bottle by Embrava. I don't know if you guys can see the name on this thing. Probably not. Um, the Amazon Basics water bottle Embrava here is the best water bottle that I've ever had. I don't know if you guys, there's no link in the description, nothing. I'm just telling you guys because I was just thinking about before the show started. This thing holds 40 ounces of water. So you get two of these a day, you're good. It's got a a filter inside the lid here. So you can put in like ice or something like that and it filters it for you. It's got two ways to carry it, a little ring right here and a ring right here. And it's all in all just my favorite water bottle I've ever had. And I go, I go everywhere with a water bottle. Like I chug water, gallon a day, no problem, easy day. So that's my recommendation for the water bottle is the Embrava water bottle. Maybe I'll put in the link for the description tomorrow's episode for anybody who's interested. But yeah, I know people are always out there looking for ways to improve their health and fitness. And my recommendation today is the Embrava water bottle for sure. Since somebody brought up the CrossFit stuff, uh, I, I'm always repping my CrossFit. So let's see. Nugget says Pfizer waiting for the second Moderna sponsored by Lord and endorsed by Goku. Yes, let's go. Drink out of the drug, drink a gallon of chocolate milk a day. Kaiser, that's insane. That is a lot of chocolate milk. Your bones must be very strong. Nugget says, yes, water. Yes, you should always be drinking water. 20 ounce Yeti tanker for my lifer juice. Yeah, there you go. Lifer juice. Um, so yeah, drink water, guys. Hey, it's that easy. Drink water. It's good for your kidneys. Um, you don't want to get kidney stones, okay? If you're drinking a lot of soda, a lot of other stuff besides water, you're bound to get those kidney stones. I'm at that age where people I know have gotten kidney stones now. Oh man, you do not want that. That is not good. So let's see. We've got, okay, we've got a couple stories you know, we've got to go to the army for this. We've got to go to the army. Let's see. Nick Meyer says Bush, Iowa water. What is that? Bush, like water from the bushes of Iowa. I mean, I would, I would probably not drink that to be totally honest with you. Uh, I'm, I'm a hypochondriac, so I would definitely not uh, drink bush water unless the only time I can ever look the other way on stuff like that is when it was in the military. If the Navy was making me do it, I would do it, but that's it. Been rocking my stormtrooper GNC clearance section blender bottle for the past year. Hasn't failed me yet. Illiterate Brian, were you on the episode where I was talking about how GNC is going bankrupt and when they're closing a lot of their stores on base, they just closed the one out here in Okinawa a few weeks ago. And that is sad to me. I can't believe that GNC would go out of business. That is the end of an era, if you ask me. Okay, we can't waste any more time. We've got too many stories to get to. Let me pop over for this next story. Fort Bliss soldier <laughs> sentenced to almost 41 years for murder and assault. I mean, is, no, is anybody surprised? Is anybody surprised that we have a story like this on a Monday out here in Okinawa, Sunday out there in the United States? A soldier at Fort Bliss, Texas has been convicted of murder and other charges and sentenced to nearly 41 years in prison. PFC Luis Morales Sanchez, 24 years old, was convicted of one specification of murder in violation of Article 118 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice by a military judge during court-martial at Fort Bliss on May 10th. He was convicted of multiple other charges, violation of various UCMG, UCMJ articles, assault consummated by battery, two specifications of willfully disobeying a superior commission officer, making false official statements, wrongful use of a controlled substance, simple assault, aggravated assault, extramarital sexual conduct. The list goes on. There's some stuff he was found not guilty of, but hey, murder is, the, is probably the only one you need. All you need is murder. That's it. So the judge sentenced Morales 
to 40 years and 10 months of confinement and a dishonorable dis- discharge. I think we covered a story about him uh, earlier. I think he killed his wife, if I remember correctly. I'll have to double check that. So uh, we can go back and double check that. But I think I've covered this story in the show before. A judge sentenced Morales to 40 years, 10 months of confinement and a dishonorable discharge. Uh, First Armored Division and Fort Bliss are committed to maintaining the integrity and impartiality of the military justice system. Yeah, right. The exact nature of crimes Morales Sanchez was accused and convicted of remains unclear. Fort Bliss's public affairs office said in an email to military.com that it was not provided with a charge sheet or a photograph. But I think I think we've covered that story. And I think it was his wife. I, I can't confirm nor deny what he was accused of right there. But he did it. And now and now. I'm not even going to go back to the main page there because we're going to go right into another story here about crime because we've an ongoing, a long-term story that we've been following on the Scuttlebutt Show is the case of the Russian spy Green Beret. If you guys have been watching for a while, you know that. I'm just going to pop right over to it. Ex-Green Beret from Gainesville sentenced in Russian conspiracy espionage. So this is an ongoing thing. He pled guilty. He was caught. He was completely caught, like guilty, you know, caught red-handed, so to speak. And I believe he admitted it, but now he's been sentenced. Okay. He's been officially sentenced to 15 years in prison for conspiring with Russian intelligence operatives to provide them with us national defense information. So, uh, Debbins flagrantly and repeat repeatedly sold out his country, including while he served as captain in the U S army special forces acting U S attorney for the Eastern district of Virginia. Raj Parikh said the defendants brazen disclosures to Russian intelligence agents jeopardized the U S national security and threatened the safety of his fellow service members. The prosecution underscores our firm resolve to hold accountable those who betray their sworn oath and bring them to justice for their exceptionally serious crimes. So long story short, he was a green beret. After he got out of the army, he had some, he did some contracting work. And during the time that he was in the army and as a contractor, he was selling secrets to Russian intelligence agents. He was eventually busted for that and brought to justice where he's now been sentenced to, what was it? 15 years, uh, 15 years in prison. So now he's going away. So if you guys have been following that story with me for a while, there's some resolution to it. He's been sentenced. He's going away for 15 years. It doesn't say anything about if he's going to have, um, uh, parole or anything like that, but it's so crazy. You know what I was thinking about when I was checking out that story is um, when you do your security clearance form, your SF-86, for anybody thinking about joining the military, everything in your life's going to come out on that thing, okay? They have thousands of questions on there. They want to know everywhere that you lived in your entire life, and they want to know five people who knew you there. Then they want you to come up with some other person who you don't even know, who might know you, who might have lived in the neighborhood around the same time, and you don't even know how to do that. Then you got to find three people that each of those people knows, and it's the worst thing that you've ever done in your life. It used to be on paper. The first one I ever did was on paper, and it was a nightmare, and it was horrible, and the internet wasn't around the way it is today in modern days, so I had to actually go find all this information through phone calls and emails and letters and stuff. Oh my gosh. And then when you do your second one, Back then, you had to start over. It's a little bit better now because the online version of it, the equip that you do now, saves all of your information. So when you log back in to do your next security clearance, all the old stuff is still there and they don't go as far back uh, per clearance investigation. Once you have one, it's a lot easier to do the next one. So just so you guys know what you're getting yourselves into when you join the military, especially if your job requires a security clearance, it's all kinds of stuff like that. Anyway, what I was thinking was there's all these questions of have you ever like attempted to overthrow a government? Have you ever worked with foreign agents? And when I'm doing and then when you meet your investigator, 
that person comes to you, they work for the government, a branch of the government agency that does this stuff. They come and they sit down with you and they go, they ask you every one of those questions in person, right? And then you answer them again to their face. And I would laugh at questions like that. Have you ever tried to overthrow the government of the United States? Have you ever been a member of a group that's attempted to overthrow the government of the United States? But this dude would have to say yes. He, he's like, I have conspired with a foreign agency to, you know, uh, uh, affect the government of the United States, all kinds of this stuff. So it's crazy. I, I mean, I can't imagine being in that situation where you would have to like, go, oh, yeah, I did all that. That's so out of control. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. So let's see. Let me catch up on the chat here really quick. Let's see. Illiterate Brian missed that. Yeah, GNC is done in on base. They're closing all around the world. You don't need creatine. You just need water. Yeah, but those 10 grams of creatine a, gr a day are just helping with the pump, though. You know, you know, you got to get that good pump. God damn it, Army. I say give them 140. Go big or go home. Earl, what's up? Earl, welcome to the chat. Uh, why are we cool with spies in our country from Russia and China? Well, it's interesting you say that, Nuggets, because this actually isn't even a good example of that. But it's known pretty commonly that there, there are spies in every country, right? Like the U.S. has spies, other governments have spies. There are spies from other countries all that are tr probably tracked and known about. And I don't know, it's this whole thing with spying is so weird. I don't know that much about it, but the fact that spying happens and everyone is just kind of like, eh, it's just a thing that happens. It's so weird to me. I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Let's see. Treachery from money, nothing worse. Yep. Can someone explain that? <laughs> Nuggets, I can't explain it. Throw away the key, better dead than red. Nick Meyer says, yes, better dead than red. That's old school. And see, Edward says, what's up? What's up, Edward? Welcome to the chat. What if you don't go for the security clearance? Kaiser says, if you don't go for a job that has a security clearance, which are, there's like very few jobs that have zero security clearance, then you don't have to worry about it. They'll never do that background check on you. But if you want to even promote to a high rank in the military, you have to get a security clearance. So even just by becoming some specific collateral duties that you get, like side jobs that you get in the military require security clearance. I would just assume if you're joining the military, the day might come, the day will likely come that they ask you to fill out this SF-86. They were working on my son's TSC while he was in boot camp. He had to call home in week six. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you planned to harm the U.S. government? Yeah, because <laughs> Green Beret. Well, you got me. <laughs> fair to act like we don't have spies as being a hypocrite seems fair. Probably going to be a pain in the ass for foreign-born applicants like me to gain a security clearance. Well, Raju, so if you, uh, so first of all, it is probably going to be a pain in the ass. It depends how high of a security clearance you're getting. If you're only getting a secret, it's not going to be that bad. Uh, it depends how much of your family still lives overseas. That's a big factor to it. And I should say too, you must be a U.S. citizen to get any level of security clearance. You have to be a citizen. So I don't know what your status is. If you were born overseas, if you're already a citizen or you're planning on becoming a citizen, uh, you have to be a citizen before you can get any security clearance. That's why a lot of non-citizens join as cooks, infantry, jobs like that, that don't require security clearances. Those are literally the only two that I can think of right now are cooks and, and infantry combat MOSs uh, don't require security clearances. Um, so speaking of, speaking of top secret, speaking of top secret stuff, uh, I have some stuff. We have some stories today that are so top secret. We're talking high ranking government officials spilling the beans Larry says, for CTs, you and your parents have to be U.S. born. Uh, are you sure? 
your parents have to be U.S. born. Can you give some insight into how you get a top secret sauce from jobs requiring those? It's just the same application, Brian. It, you just fill out the paperwork. Um, there's no difference for you as the applicant, you would notice no difference. You just fill out the paperwork and go through the process. Uh, you have to, to get any security clearance, your command it, it, speaking for the military. Okay. Your command has to sponsor you. So they have to put in a request for you to get a security clearance and you just fill out the paperwork. And there's a person at every command whose job it is, is to help you navigate the process. So I, I won't get into it too much more than that right now, but uh, I hope those, I hope that helps a little bit. It's really not a big deal. Um, so I know I just said it was a big deal, but if you're just getting like, if you're joining the military, you're getting a secret clearance and you have nothing in your past that you're trying to hide, it's really not a big deal. You should be fine. Um, but if you do have like a criminal record that you've been hiding or something like that, or family overseas that you haven't told anybody about, yes, it will come up. But if there's nothing like that, it's not a big deal. Um, so speaking of like top secret, you know, all this craziness, uh, we've got to talk about the Space Force. And I've been saying it's been a while since we've had a good Space Force story because they've just been laying low. They've been kind of doing their thing, going through the numbers. But a high-ranking Space Force officer got in some hot water over the weekend for comments he made publicly on the air of a show. So let's get over to it. This is an interesting story. This is this one is interesting. I've got a lot of thoughts about this one. Like, And I hope you guys have something to add to because I'd love to hear your thoughts. What we have here. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, Space Force officer, removed from command following comments on a conservative podcast. First of all, if you're active duty military, the only podcast you should be going on is the Scuttlebutt Show. Why are you wasting your time elsewhere? If you're active duty military, just come on the Scuttlebutt Show, an objective, nonpartisan, great show, willing to talk about anything about the military, just come on this show. Hit me up, thescuttlebuttshowgmail.com. Link in the description down below. A Space Force officer has reportedly been removed from his command following comments he made on a conservative podcast criticizing the U.S. military. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, hang on, I got a warning here, no data. Okay, here we go, we're back. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer was relieved of command of the 11th Space Warning Squadron at Buckley Air Base in Colorado on Friday. Military.com was first with the report. Lohmeyer was relieved due to loss of confidence and loss of trust and confidence in his ability to lead a defense department official told CNN. The decision was based on public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer in a recent podcast. By the way, for anybody wondering, a Lieutenant Colonel in the Air Force is an 05. The incident is the subject of a command-directed investigation, a CDI, on whether the comments constituted prohibited partisan political activity. That is an interesting question. That is the question. I don't care if what he said, in your opinion, was right, wrong, or other. If he spoke out of line about the military in the capacity of being lieutenant colonel publicly, you could expect to get fired for that. And I would be behind that decision. So let's see what he said. Lohmeyer was a guest on the Steve Gruber show to discuss, which I'm not familiar with, to discuss his new self-published book, Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. Marxism, of course, in my very simple understanding of it, is basically a communist ideology focusing on rich and poor people and like labor class and elite class, something like that along those lines and the redistribution of wealth and uh, the, the idea that there can't be just a simple two-class system of rich and poor, I, I think, something, something along those lines. So 
the book suggests that Marxist ideologies are becoming more prevalent within the armed forces. As evidence, he cited the New York Times 1619 Project, which he called anti-American. The 1619 Project reviews the history of slavery and how it shaped the formation of what became the United States. Now, I have to say, though, it's interesting to take this position in the military because the military is socialist. The military is the closest thing you're going to get. You're already in the military. How could it get more this way? You have set pay scales, regardless of job, regardless of how much work you do, you get paid the same. You have free healthcare. You have, uh, equality of opportunity. So, which I, am not saying you don't have in a capitalist environment, but you, you have the absolute right not to be suppressed for any reason for your advancement. So I don't see like in the military, if you're military or dependent or tired, you enjoy basically socialist economics. So I'm not really sure uh, what, what he's getting at here. Since taking command as a commander about 10 months ago, I saw what I would consider fundamentally incompatible and co competing narratives of what America was, is, and should be. He said that wasn't just prolific in social media or throughout the country during this past year, but it was spreading throughout the United States military. And I had recognized those narratives as being Marxist in nature. According to military.com, Lohmeyer also spoke last week with the Information Operation podcast to promote the book. He reportedly said U.S. institutions, including universities, media, and federal agencies, including the military, are increasingly adopting leftist policy practices such as diversity and inclusion training. I don't like I was careful to get this article from Stripes because CNN had their own version of this article, and I don't like getting news from CNN. I also don't like getting news from Fox News, but I don't like getting news from CNN. So I had to go and find the uh, the article on Stripes. And let me my stream catch up here. I'm getting a warning. Let me know if you guys can hear me. I'm getting a warning about the stream cutting out. So, okay, I see we're back. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, if you ask me, his common sense should have said, he should have waited until he retired to do all this stuff. I mean, you don't, it doesn't take a genius to come up with that. If you're going to write a political book and criticize the military for its military, for its uh, um, political ideologies, policies, the way it's leaning, probably wait until you're retired, dude. You should definitely know that. So he says he recognized those narratives as being Marxist in nature. Lohmeyer also spoke last week with the Information Operation podcast to promote the book. So the diversity and inclusion training, it, it always doesn't sound... Uh, bad when you hear it, like what's wrong with diversity and inclusion training, I would have to see it for myself before I criticize it. Lohmeyer's book, which stood Sunday afternoon at sixth on Amazon's list of bestsellers and is listed as temporarily out of stock, bills itself as, as examining hot topics everyone is hearing and talking about. Is systemic racism a reality or is much of our talk about race merely a rhetorical tool used to divide Americans? A blurb for the book on Amazon reads, why is the Defense Department suddenly shifted to a focus on extremism within the ranks? Is there really a white supremacy or white nationalist problem within our armed forces? He says, I was apprised of the option to have my book reviewed at the Pentagon's pre-publication and security review prior release, but was also informed it was not required. Did he not do that? Oh, I would definitely have done that. If you're military and you're writing a book, you should always have it screened by your command or somebody's uh, security person to make sure you're not saying anything in there that's going to get you in trouble. That's a no-brainer. I feel like everybody in the military who's been in a little while knows that, or at least enough people around you know that, that if you are like, hey, I'm writing a book, somebody would go, oh, make sure you get that thing reviewed by uh, the uh, security officer up there because you don't want to say anything in there that's going to get you in trouble. According to his author biography, Lohmeyer is a 2006 graduate of the United States Air Force Academy and transferred to the Space Force last October. 
Space Force. He has master's degrees in military operational art and science and philosophy and military strategy. So this is an old picture of him when he was a captain. He's a couple ranks higher now. So if you guys want to check this out, you can go find him. The book, his name is Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer, and his book is called, where is it? What is his book called? Irresistible Revolution. So you guys can go check out, you guys can go check out Irresistible Revolution if you want. Um, that's totally up to you. I think uh, my initial you know, reaction here, my immediate thoughts are that he's playing dumb a little bit. Like he, he should know, he should know, okay. That what he did could put himself vulnerable to some scrutiny from the military. He should have had his book screened by security, all that stuff. So I think that, uh, I think, I think it's on him a little bit. I got to put some of the onus on him. So let's see what's going on in the chat. Uh, so Top secret, Max about to put this whole beliefs button from redacted to redacted. Uh, Space Force has been alive for a year already. Yep, in controversy. We should get you on mic drop. Hey, if you want to see me on somebody else's show, start throwing my name out there. And that would be really cool. I would love that kind of support. How do you think Space Force guys are seen by the Air Force guys? Uh, through a telescope. Nuggets to answer your question. How do I think Space Force guys are seen by Air Force guys? The answer is obviously through a telescope. Their immediate family members must also be U.S. citizens and a personal security uh, screening interview conducted. Ah, okay. Parents must be citizens, but not U.S. born. My mistake. Okay, got it. 1619 is garbage. I don't know that much about it. Uh, makes sense why he was fired now. Could he not see his fired call from a mile away? Yeah, I know. Exactly. I think he's talking about the cultural implications of Marxism, not just the economics. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Regal. It's uh, But I think it's important to, you know, to note for people listening who are not in the military or who are thinking about joining, once you join the military, you effectively enjoy all the benefits of socialized healthcare, socialized pay scale, socialized housing, all of that stuff. So uh, socialized food, like it's all, it's all part of the program. So yes, I don't think, I, I don't support it for the United States of America. I like the idea of capitalism. I like the idea of having no limit on success. Okay, your success is completely up to you. Your life is completely up to you, free to do it however you wish, live your life however you wish, with no cap, okay? That's what I think. Um, but it, once you join the military, you surrender a lot of your freedoms, and you get a lot of these benefits, and a lot of them are, um, you know, equal disbursement of, you know, healthcare, food, housing, everyone gets all that stuff. So, you can't fail at that. You can't, you can't end up homeless, in theory, in the military, you can't end up starving in the military. You can't end up sick without health care or bills you can't pay in the military, all that stuff. So I've written dumb things and know not to publish them when and where and not at all simply like all. Oh, I, I think I read that wrong. Video is freezing, but audio is coming through. Thanks, Larry, for the heads up. Internet's been weird out here lately. I need to upgrade or something. America capitalism all the way, man. Yeah, I, uh, I support it. You joined the military, not no draft since 1975. Yes, sure, true. Um, yes. When you joined the military, did I say something else? I, I thought that's what I was, I thought that's what I said. Um, so oh, are you saying because no, no, well, I think be, be, because, you know, people don't join America or whatever, like, is that what you're saying? Because you don't want to have those, you volunteer into the Navy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I agree. That's what I was saying. I totally agree. So, okay. I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting for this story my whole life. Okay. I am so excited about what's going on with 
aliens and the Navy and the UFO report and all this stuff. I want aliens to be real so bad. I am so ready for it. I don't know about you guys. I am so ready for aliens to be a real thing. It is out of control how stoked I would be if the sky opened up like an independent state, even if, even if they wiped us out. Okay. I'm, I'm down. I'm down for the ride. Like how cool would that be to get to live through the alien invasion? You know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm, I like to party. You know what I'm saying? Bring it on a little intergalactic war, a little party. I'm down. Bring it on. Aliens come down to earth. See what it's all about. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe we'll get along. Maybe we need aliens. Maybe that's the best thing that could happen is aliens show up. I don't know. I'm just saying I'm down for it. Okay. I am. I'm down for it. And the Navy is leading the charge on this. The Navy's all about it. The Navy keeps publishing these videos saying these UFO videos are real, all that stuff. I'm so down with it. Navy leads the way and Navy leads the way again this weekend. You guys might've seen this. You guys might've seen this on the news. Uh, the Navy leaked or something leaked a new video about UFOs and the Navy's claiming that it is in fact a real video taken by sailors off the coast of San Diego. U.S. Navy's possible UFO encounter leaked crew films controlled flight before it vanishes. I have the video. We're going to watch it here. A new video has been leaked showing United States Naval personnel having a close encounter with an unidentified flying object, which appeared to be spherical and making a controlled descent into the ocean. Reportedly, the object was filmed by a camera aboard the USS Omaha as it sailed off the coast of San Diego in July 2019. In the video, which has now been shared by investigative filmmaker Jeremy Corbell on Instagram, two unidentified crew members could be heard exclaiming, whoa, it splashed. This was after the ball as they described the ball, made a flight over the ocean and then eventually splashed into the sea and then disappeared underwater. The article goes on to say, the crew members filmed the object making the controlled flight above the water for a prolonged period of time before it entered the ocean. The footage was reportedly shared the same day that a United States Navy pilot told of how he and his colleagues saw UFOs off the Virginia coast so often that they became used to the presence of ultra-capable aircraft. Secondly, in an interview with 60 Minutes, which will air on May 15th, the former Navy Lieutenant Ryan Graves called UFOs, or as he calls, unidentified aerial phenomenon, a threat to national security. I will go on to find that uh, article for you guys maybe tomorrow or that, sh that episode because it should be out now. Okay. Are you guys ready? If you have not seen it already, are you guys ready to see this video of this UFO? If you're listening on the podcast, I recommend you go check this out. It's easy to find. Just Google UFO San Diego. There's tons of uh, news stories about it right now. And this video is pulled from the Instagram of Jeremy Corbell, the journalist who shared it. So let's watch it real quick. Make sure volume's turned on and turned up. Let's go. Look off. Spoken. So you see it floating in the sky right there. Frank Omaha, pick me kid, Rafael Peralta, passive build. They're watching with a FLIR camera. Get the helo. Get the helo out. All right, it's descending. It's getting closer to the water. 
Yeah, I've got some, a lot of white water up there, so six foot swells. Well, it's getting close. <laughs> yeah, we have a uh, 31 knot sustained wind topside, gust of 40. What was splashed? Splashed. Mark bearing and range. Splash, mark bearing and range. So that's cool. I like that he said splash, mark bearing and range. So an official term for the Navy, if you see something go into the water would be, I've seen splash. We've got splash. Something's entered the water. You would also hear the same thing if you, let's say you're calling in airstrikes. You're waiting 30 seconds time in flight. Boom, missile hits the ground. There's an explosion. I've got splash. Splash is a common military term. Just so you guys know. Now, you must be thinking, well, that's it. That's a UFO. Like, there's no UFO that can go into water. You can't just you can't just fly into the ocean. You can't just fly into the ocean and 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 then fly into the sky and then fly into the ocean. Whatever you want, all lackadaisically like. Or can you? Or is that technology not only not shocking to me, but commercial? You could buy it. And so I, I don't really understand the hype around this video. To be completely honest with you guys, let me point out a couple things first, and I'm going to show you another video and I will, I'll see if you guys find it interesting. You can find much more content like what I'm about to show you. I just had to find one that I was able to share on YouTube. So first of all, let me point out the fact that they're watching this with a FLIR camera, which is going to give you sh soft edges and you're going to miss a lot of what you're looking at when you're looking at something with a FLIR. You're going to see like hot spots and a glow around it and all this stuff. So when you're looking at something with a FLIR, it's actually pretty difficult to make out details and understand exactly what you're looking at. And now I'm going to blow this whole lid off this thing for you guys. Cause I've seen the news articles. I've seen the news coverage, people talking about how this is an alien thing and all this stuff. This is the least interesting video of an alien that I've ever seen. If I'm being completely honest with you guys. And just to prove what I'm saying, here's a video from 2017. Here's a video from 2017 from Acts of Science. Uh, just some college kids messing around. We're all familiar with swimming pool rules. No running, no splashing, and definitely no drones. When the drone went into the water, I thought it's a goner. And then it started swimming. It's the coolest thing ever. Hold your breath, it's the loon copter. The Loon Copter is amazing. A vehicle that can travel through the air, on the surface of the water, and then travel underwater? Come on. We traveled to the University of Oakland to meet project leader Dr. Osama Rawashta and asked why he's building drones that can fly to the pool and take a dip. We did this mostly for fun because we wanted to, but people have been contacting us with uh, all kinds of different ideas from search and rescue, inspection of pipelines, oil spills, getting a bird's eye view and then diving deep. And to do that, a drone would make a lot of sense because it can fly, it uses GPS to pinpoint a location and then can dive at that spot. It sounds like the possibilities are endless. The body or the hull of this vehicle is actually an acrylic sugar jar. Extra cheap, not glass, so we can actually drill through it. Rift deep. Still, the loon copter caught the attention of the judges at the... Now you guys are all going to be a little smarter about how some of this stuff works, about how an aircraft could submerge in the water. Obviously, it's a little bit more complicated at the scale that we saw in that video with the ocean, salt water, all this stuff. But I just don't want anybody to be out there walking around talking about this video, not and also at the same time, not knowing about this simple YouTube video that you can find a bunch just like this. You can buy a drone like this. So, it, you know, you guys can uh, 
can do whatever you want with this information, but just so you know. Annual Drones for Good competition in Dubai. And uh, we ended up winning this competition, first place in the international category, which came with a nice trophy and a cool million dollar check. Nice. It's not going to sink. So it has a tank and a pump. It fills itself up and then it begins to sink. Small opening here, so water goes in and out, out of this section here. It fills one side of this tank quicker than it does the other. That means the Looncopter falls under the water onto its side, which means the rotors now become its propellers. So what's the difference between high flying and deep diving? When the drone is in the air, it needs to spin the propellers incredibly fast, 10,000 times a minute to push air down that provides lift to keep it up. Water is far more dense. The propellers only have to spin 180 times a minute to move enough water to propel it forward. Once the loon copter wants to resurface, it pumps water out. It floats to the surface, it self-rides itself, and then it can spin the propellers, and then it takes off into the air like a normal drone. Amazing. All right. So, now you guys have seen that, okay? And now you've seen the... Actually, I'll go back. You've seen the UFO video, okay? So we've got this again. Now that you've seen that, we can watch this UFO video again and we can maybe consider what we're looking at here. We could be looking at a aquatic and aerial combined vehicle that could be launched from a submarine or some kind of other submersible. This could be something like you've got a, uh, a team underwater in some kind of vehicle. They can launch a drone to do some reconnaissance, recover the drone back into the vehicle, fly that or like drive that vehicle underwater back to a bigger ship or something like that. I'm just spitballing here, just making this up. But, you know, you know, it's very possible. It's very possible. Splash. All right. So there you go. You guys, you guys are tracking on that a little bit. So I want to share that with you guys and make sure you guys knew the deal. Uh, and then that's the last story that we have today. It's just kind of about the aliens. So I wanted to share that with you guys. We are going to be doing gaming today. I'm going to be playing a little bit more Beyond the Wire. As soon as this episode ends, I'm going to be publishing my first ever time playing Beyond the Wire onto the YouTube. It's already uploaded. I just said onto the YouTube. Jeez. Okay, boomer. So if you guys want to come check it out, we will be gaming today in a little bit. I'm going to go take my doggo for a walk-walk, as I like to say. And when I'm done with that, we'll be launching another uh, gaming sesh, if you guys are into that kind of thing. Let me catch up on the chat here really quick. Nugget says, if, if, we, if we were aliens, how would we observe another planet like they would observe us? Nah, because we're different. Get your tinfoil hats in, boys. Let's see. Alien sound neato. I agree. Just grab a lawn chair and some beers and hang out at their landing zone. Hell yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? They're in charge now. I saw what was shore aliens down on the Bowery in New York City outside of legendary punk club CBGBs. Interesting. Are you sure it's not something you had uh, ate or drank that night at the, at the club? Quickly runs the Tupperware cabin as fast as possible. It seems Tucker Carlson did a whole piece on UFOs, didn't watch or figure out why they found it relevant. I saw that. I actually saw that Tucker Carlson interview about this particular video, and it was uh, kind of horrible. Like, I totally think that uh, it's being kind of uh, fantastical, like really uh, hyperbole to speak about this as like another case of, you know, our national defense is under threat or something like that. I totally don't agree with that. 
I'm skeptic on this because how would us humans interact with another race? Wouldn't all arms go blaze and everyone lose their stuff after seeing this? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, probably. If aliens were real, people would probably go crazy. Splish splash. I was taking a bath. Nice job. Nice job, you guys. I can't believe you guys didn't keep it going. Reapply your tin hats. The future. Connor, what's up? Welcome to the chat. Um, so Lucas, what's up? Uh, glad everyone was able to be here today. So as always, I want to thank you guys for being here on the, with me for the Scuttlebutt Show. Links in the description on how to support the channel. Patreon is always a great option. If you guys join as an elite tier patron, get a free t-shirt on your second month. It's a great way to support the channel. Uh, if you want to go to scuttlebuttshow.com and check out the merch we have on there, that's great too. And otherwise, just share the videos that we have on here. Invite people to come watch the chat. Invite people to come watch the games later. And if you guys have a podcast you want to see me on, like Mike Drop, then hey, go let Mike Drop know who the Scuttlebutt Show is and uh, we can get it on there. So that would be a great way to support the channel too. If you guys are looking for ways to support and see this channel grow, those are a few. So with all that being said, I want to thank you guys for joining me here today for this episode. We will be back tomorrow as always, regular Scuttlebutt Show place, regular Scuttlebutt Show time. And I'll be back in maybe 30 or 45 minutes with a little bit of Beyond the Wire. Lucas, we're playing Beyond the Wire, a new World War I game that's in early access right now. And I'll be talking all about it on the stream and what the problems are with it, what the good things are with it. And uh, you can come check it out. So like I said, we'll be there in about 30 to 45 minutes. I look forward to seeing you guys in a bit. Thank you for joining me today. And I am out for now. <laughs>